Good morning. Good morning, beautiful people. Courtney here with Stars of the Morning Light. This is our Saturday check-in um, lesson moment. Um, I want to apologize already if this um, is kind of a choppy episode. I apologize for that. I normally record um, Saturday morning when I get up and I'm fresh and I have all my thoughts in my head and everything's written down. But this Saturday is my husband and I's, uh, anniversary. And last year, (laughs) um, on our 10 year anniversary, March 13th, the world completely shut down here in the States. And so this weekend, we're going to try to um, celebrate last year and this year, kind of. So I might be a tad too busy to try to record. So I'm recording late on Wednesday night, and everyone in the house should be asleep and comfortable, and there should be no sounds, but I'm not sure if that's what's going to happen. Um, last week was about um, feeling worthy or the lack of feeling worthy. Um, And it was just laid on my heart. But I had promised that I would speak about the Akashic Records at some point. Um, It is a service that I provide, Akashic Records um, readings. You can go to starsofthemorninglight.com and book a reading with me. I can't really talk about the records with also not talk. I need to talk about past lives um, because it all kind of goes together. So I will touch upon past lives and then go into the records. And once again, I have some notes in front of me, but because I'm doing this a bit earlier than usual, um, I'm going to just go with the flow and trust that I know what I'm talking about, because I do. The one thing that I wasn't sure about, though, is that if I was going to find a Mr. Rogers quote um, pertaining to the Akashic Records, (laughs) Um, but I did. How awesome is that? So I want to read a Mr. Rogers quote. I must be an emotional archaeologist because I keep looking for the roots of things, particularly the roots of behavior and why I feel certain ways about certain things. Oh my goodness, Mr. Rogers, I could have helped him. Love that man. Um... Yeah, why we spend a lot of time trying to figure out why we feel this way. Why do I keep doing the same thing over? You know, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Why do I do this stuff? All, all of those answers can be, ans- or all those questions can be answered in the Akashic Records. Um Let's talk briefly for a moment about past lives. 
and I am not going to, I'm, tr- I'm going to try very hard not to, um, uh, every religion has concepts. Every religion has thoughts. Even the Catholics now, um, kind of took that out of their doctor and saying that, no, there's no such thing. They said, well, maybe there is, but you know, we don't want you to look at it. Um, so I'm, I'm going to try to do this without, um, addressing any particular religion or group, um, or sect for any reason. Cause I, it's such a broad, um, topic that if you feel the need to discover more about past lives, any path you take, um, will be the one for you. So I'm going to try to be very non-denominational of any sect religion. So, um, but I will talk about karma, um, and you can see, you can um, think of it as that I'm focusing on more of Buddhism, but karma is karma, regardless if there's a religion attached to it or not. Um, so, we all, and I should say also, we all have lived many times over, many, many, many lives. Um, if you believe it or not, I can guarantee you have. Um, and every life that we do live, we are restoring and balancing our karma. Um, when I was young, it kind of drove me crazy when I was a teenager, but you know, that's just because you're a teenager and you're very opinionated. When somebody would, you know, say, oh, you're going to screw up your karma. Or, oh, that person's messing up their karma. And the scenario would be, you know, they just told somebody off, you know, in the in the halls at school. Or they, you know, didn't pay back the 10 bucks or whatever. That is, <laughs> you know, and that doesn't mean that karma's going to play right back out, you know, 10 days later. Oh, you know, something bad's going to happen because you never paid that $10 back. You should, but that's not how this, that's not how it really works out. And I got very frustrated when I was young and people would just kind of toss that word around everywhere. You don't want to screw up your karma. Oh, that kid's acting like a fool or that person's being a fool. That must be because of their karma. Like I, I just really got irritated with that of course, because I was young and opinionated. Um, I understand why terms are very loose. I do understand that. Um, But karma is not exactly that. It is not so much like every little thing that you do is going to produce bad stuff for you or good stuff for you. That's not that's not how it works because a we have free will and also um you got to think intention you got there's a lot that goes into it um and also just ignorance being a I mean I did plenty of stuff when I was young out of just being a kid (laughs) you know you're ignorant 
Um, Every life, though, is trying to sort out, rebuild, and balance the karma from past lives. So the current life that we're living right now, and I'm going to use a lot of mine for for an example. Um, oh, like like my marriage, okay? I'm married to a man named Brad. Um, we have done this before. And I will tell you, in different forms, in different ways, this might sound scary, but we just kind of keep killing each other in different lives. Um, one time he was, he was my child, um, who got hit by a train because I was not doing what I was supposed to be doing. I was actually doing something illegal, um, and not attending to my child. And he died by getting hit by a train. Um, in one life, we were in a very small battle, um, by a river and he stabbed me. So even though, um, it's not, not a lot of things were not intentional or it's just how our lives were playing out at the time, knowing this and knowing, okay, I have a soul contract, which I'm going to go into with this man that I'm married to. What can we do in this life? to not kill each other which sound which sounds pretty easy but we are married <laughs> that was a joke um but it is stuff like that we're we're balancing the karma we really are we're caring for each other we're getting to know each other we're getting we're giving each other room to breathe and to grow and i'm not and those were just a couple of lives we also were in a life um, together that's very connected to this one where I was persecuted and they really didn't care so much about me for a long time. Um, it was until my mother and my aunt had passed um, and they, my husband was a general, uh, he, he was a soldier. This was in France. He was a soldier and they didn't really care about me until I started dating him. So because I was dating a soldier, then they wanted to attack me because that would not have been allowed. Do you, you see how... So not because of anything that we really were doing, um, circumstances out of our control, we... we have been interacting with each other through multiple lives in loving ways from lover to son um, to he had compassion for me because I was on the other side of that battle and he didn't really want to be there nor did I. Um, So we have a lot of love for each other but circumstances in a lot of lives we have died also because of things. And so it might sound crazy, but in a lot of ways in this life, we're keeping each other alive because God knows that there might have been times that, you know, I wasn't healthy or he wasn't healthy. 
and we saved each other. So it can be things like that. We're balancing. We're balancing out the karma again. So each life, we're working through past life karmas, um, resentments, situations, fears. So many fears um, are from that. There's usually two things that causes our deep fears. Um, It is our karma and our DNA. That is what usually causes our very deep-seated fears. Um, I had to work through a huge fear um, with like doing this podcast and kind of presenting myself um, out to the entire world that I do this stuff. Um, I always, people around me always knew and close little nets of people that I grew up with and that I worked with and whatnot. But to put myself out in the, to the entire world, um, I really had to work through. But that was because of many lives of, in different ways, being persecuted for because of who I was. So with karma... It's not just we're 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 breaking patterns, we're breaking habits, we're we're um, healing old wounds. I had an issue. Here's a physical aspect. I had an issue, um, horrible pain uh, in my gallbladder, but yet I had no gallstones. Uh, they couldn't find anything wrong. Uh, they just kept finding tests and, you know, taking tests and doing tests and horrible pain, though, excruciating, horrible pain. And they couldn't figure out what was wrong. So they didn't want to remove the gallbladder because they didn't, you know, for all their tests, they couldn't find anything that was really wrong. So I was thinking, okay, this has to be from something else. Something got you know, awoken in me. And now I don't know where this pain is coming from. And sure enough, um, in a past life, I had gotten stabbed there. That's how I died. And it was so abrupt. It happened so fast. And, you know, you die pretty much instantly that when I went to find the answer to my own physical pain now and found that, I had to acknowledge that death. I had to feel the pain, acknowledge that death, and then release it. So there's so much to karma connected with our past lives and going into why it is good to get an Akashic Records reading. Um, Soul contracts. So I just gave numerous examples about my husband and I. Um... Soul contracts, um, and this is not, I'm not talking about twin flames right now. That is a different category. In my opinion, it relates, but it's a different category. Soul contracts is basically like your soulmates. Let's not confuse confuse the two. Twin flame is exactly that. The flame with, within you 
was originally one single flame and it was separated and made two beings. So when you find that twin flame, you literally find your other part of your flame. Um, soul mates is really identifying anyone that you have a soul contract with. That you have to work out some kind of past karma with. So like my husband and I, we're working through multiple layers of karma. I've had... Um, I've had bosses at my job. Actually, I've been fired once and I know who that lady was in a past life and coming to some resolve in the current situation and the past life situation that pretty much <laughs> did the exact same thing in this life, um took a lot and I knew that woman for a year but we fulfilled the contract to the best of our ability I was able to work through my stuff I released and blessed her so that contract can be closed and sealed we're done most of the time the people that you're closest to as well Parents, siblings, spouses, children, friends, um, ancestors, we're, we're, you're all connected. It's all soul group related. And they are here to either perpetuate the karma or to help you balance your karma. And usually it's the same. It's both of you are doing that for each other. And oftentimes the problems that we have, all these conflicts within families and friends, is that we're unaware of all of this. So if we have all this trauma and hurt from past lives adding up, adding up, adding up, well, bet your bottom dollar that it's probably going to happen again. Until we have some form of awareness to get to that understanding of what's happening and get to the forgiveness and the compassion and the release. It's going to happen again. I've been with my mother many a times. I've been with my father. And they have, my mother and father, they've been going through it. It's like they keep chasing each other over and over and over and over and in all sorts of different lives. I've been with friends, girlfriends that I treated poorly in past lives and, you know, tried to balance it out this life with support and encouragement. So we're balancing our karma. We can't, we can't necessarily, I don't like the word fix. I don't want, it's not like we, we fix everything and then it's good and done. That's, it's because it was never actually wrong in the first place. There are lessons here. So we like to balance our karma because that's what life is. Creation is balance. Life is balance. The sun, the moon, balance, 
all things are balanced. So we need to balance our karma. In doing so, we often learn very valuable life lessons. Very valuable. Um, usually revolving around stuff that we need to work through. Acceptance of self. Compassion for ourselves and others. Forgiveness. All the virtues that are actually very hard to obtain. Especially when we're extremely hurt by someone or something. You can also have issues of karma with not just a single person, but institutions. The educational system, police, authority. I will tell you, I had a severe issue with authority pretty much my... I was about to say my whole life <laughs> because I probably just got rid of that maybe a couple of years ago, honestly. Yeah. So my whole life till about now. Yeah. Um, because no one, I, I fully agree that no one likes being told what to do. Um, many of us know that we need it, but that doesn't mean that we like it. Um, even those in the military, even those that, um, kind of do better with being told what to do. Um, you know, having a great boss, having leaders, having this and that. Um, they do well with it because they know they need it. I don't think too many people really enjoy it. That's a different, that's different. That was a little tangent. I apologize. Um, like I said, it's, it's kind of late here <laughs> that I'm recording. Um, so these lessons that we need to learn are always there for our betterment, um, to build our self-confidence so we can speak our truth, that we can fulfill our purpose, to live through our light, through our flame. You know, the, the karma there is to break patterns, habits, you know, healthy, become healthy in many ways. Um, I will also say that your karma um, needs to be balanced if you're trying to manifest anything within that area. Um, so like with me in business, um, I needed to balance and forgive and release all these insecurities and fears of being out there to the entire world. Um, I had to forgive many things over from past lives um, to even be able to do this. But if I had never done, if I didn't do that work and didn't know of these things, then in my mind, it would have just been, you know, a squirrel just running, you know, just running in circles because it would have been, oh, I, I need, I want to do this. I should do this. I should be out there in the world. I should do this. I should do that. But I would actually never get to doing it and manifesting it because I never worked on trying to balancing that karma, which I'm being able to take that next step of action and doing it right now.
Oftentimes, karma needs action attached to it to truly balance things. I will tell you, in most of my lessons, I will normally talk about the power of three. It's because the power of three is everywhere, with everything. Three pyramids, three three everything. <laughs> Just know the power of three. Um, and in like the situation of karma, let's say you're, you know of something and you think you should work on it and you should balance it out. It does take your thoughts, your words, your actions. And even on like a healthy note, I was a smoker for a long time. Um, and I'm not going to lie. I still do here and there. Um, That was so deep-rooted because I found out that in so many of my lives, I died from inhaling bad stuff. So it was like my soul, my mind, my conscious, everything about me, um, that's how it knew how to die. So I was preparing myself for that. Like, oh, well, we seem to, it's kind of like your whole self goes, well, we seem to know how to die of this. Why don't we just do that again? And it took a lot. It took, I mean, I've, I've cut a lot of bad things out of my life for, you know, for a long time. Um, but that was, I mean, that, that was hardcore. That was one of the hardest things. Um, other stuff wasn't so hard. But it was because of that. So, I mean, it goes into anything. It goes into who you love, who you don't love, struggles that you have, struggles you don't have, um, physical ailments, habits and patterns that you you just don't know how to break because nothing seems to be working. So I, I'm bringing this up because it goes into the Akashic Records. I'm going to give you a couple of references. Um, My favorite book that I have found that teaches pretty good about the Akashic Records is The Infinite Wisdom of the Akashic Records by Lisa Barnett. She is a wonderful teacher. Um, The Infinite Wisdom of the Akashic Records. Um, Lisa Barnett. She is a wonderful teacher. I am not a teacher. I'm just able to. I'm a practitioner. I say, though, if you really want to just explore all the possibilities, um, I would look into Edgar Cayce, which many of you, I'm sure, have heard that name. I was first told that name by my mother when I was like a teenager. Sorry. And I loved at that time, I was like, oh man, that's a cool concept. How did, how could he do that? How could he do this? And I didn't really return to it again until my late twenties. And then I just couldn't stop. I mean, I was just reading all sorts of stuff. (laughs) There's, there's an institute. I mean, there's so, I don't, I, I can't go through all the titles of all the books about Edgar Casey and podcasts and and websites and I mean there's so much. So look into him. 
he was going to the records and there's been other people too and they're pretty sure um that no Nostradamus and some others um were doing it um like Da Vinci and stuff like that but um Edgar Casey is the most relatable because of time periods um I began um working towards and I'm going to say working towards because I know in previous podcasts when I've brought up the Kashuk records I alluded to the concept that you know not everybody can come. I want to be very clear everyone everyone can access the records. Um they actually want us to. They want everyone to to go to the records and gain the knowledge and wisdom. What I have experienced though is first when I started my journey of developing able to go, A, I had to have a very good foundation in meditation, um, which I did. And even then, um, let's say that, you know, you're there, but they won't really, because there are li- what I refer to as librarians and guardians of the books and stuff like that, um, celestial beings, protectors of this realm. Even if I was there, they didn't necessarily let me just come in and just have a good old time. For months and months, every time I would come, A, I was only allowed to come for myself, for knowledge for myself um, and my life and past lives. But also they would leave me with, you know, go do this thing for three weeks straight every day. And of course, I, you know, why? You know, just go do it. They, and I would have to go do it. And I did do it. And I wouldn't know until hindsight that they were stripping away um, preconceived, you know, um, perceptions and concepts and um, issues I had with judgment and all sorts of stuff. I mean, it was months and months of just them knowing exactly how to cleanse me. And the reason for that is when I'm there in the records, I I don't have any judgment. I don't judge anyone's story. I don't even judge my own. Um, I don't, I'm just getting information. I'm getting it in love and I'm uh, receiving it in love and I'm trying to give it to the other person in love because um, that's what it is. It is all in and about love. The, the light, the source of God is there. Um, so everyone can access the records. What I've been, what I'm trying to really get across is that a to to truly do it, you need to have a very good foundation in meditation. Um, and they will work with you. I think because um, everybody was home this past year, 
I would be going to the records and when I got there, it's like they would usher me in real fast and I'd be, what's going on? And I could see like, kind of like these dark images that would be in the shape of people and not dark because they're bad. It was just, I couldn't identify you know, who, who they are. And they would tell me, well, there's a ton of meditations out there and people are just thinking they can walk right in. That's not that's not going to be the case. They want you to put in the work. They want you to put in the effort. They want for you to give them the vulnerability and allow them to strip so much of our human nature to cleanse you. So when you are entering and you're in this divine holy place... Think of it as the Hall of Records. I mean, when you're in there, then you're not, there is no judgment. There is nothing ugly, you know? So I did want to make that very clear. Everyone can enter and they do want everyone to, to access the knowledge. So what is the Akashic Records? Now that I've said a lot of things, you know, Divine Light, um, the Hall of Records, I, it's... The Akashic Records is going to look different to everybody. I mean, I've heard descriptions of, you know, everything's crystals and um, all information's downloaded onto crystals, very Atlantic-type feel, um, I've heard, um, other people, it looked like an old schoolhouse. I mean, I've heard different things. Um, some people, it does look like a grand library. That's somewhat what it looks like for me. Um, and what is there is imagine if all the wisdom through all the ages, through the galaxies, from the divine, all knowledge, like the tree of knowledge. Which here's a little here's a little footnote. The tree of knowledge was true. It is actually the story of the tower in the Bible. But it was a tree, and in that tree was a was the glowing sphere of divine knowledge that is no longer on this planet. It is in the records. Maybe I'll speak of that in more detail at another time. So, this is a place that holds all the information. So it holds all of your lives and your current life. Here's the thing to know about our current life. Definitely right now, everyone's timelines are shifting and moving and we have to hold our timeline. The reason for that is because 5D 
And I'm sure everybody that's listening has at least heard of 5D, fifth dimension. I will tell you, 5D is all manifesting. It is nothing but, it is an entire place of manifestation. I believe I talked about this in other podcasts. It is nothing but manifestation. 5D is created out of manifestation and is solely governed by manifestation. Okay? So right now, our timelines so are, are a little loose. <laughs> are a little loose. And because we have this glorious thing called free will. I love free will. It's wonderful. Um, so like if I go to the records right now, they're going to give me the rest of your story or where you should lead into based on what your attention is and focus and intentions are currently. But I can go back and look at your past lives. They will present your books to me. Um, Usually when it's a past life related material, they will give me the life you're living now and your and two past lives that are mostly related to what's going on now. And what will be interesting is they will carry this huge book out. And I'll go, whoa, this person's lived forever. And then all of a sudden there will be three books out of that one. And that's why I know, oh, we're working through some past life stuff. And it can be as simple as... Here's an example. One of my um one of my clients, he with without using names, <laughs> sorry. He um he had issues in his past life that I would have never have known. Um basically really worrying about what others think of him to his own detriment in past lives. I would have, I never knew that that was still playing out as severely as it is in this current life because it's not as noticeable. But as I'm telling him all this stuff about his past lives, I often go, okay, what does he need to know right now? What does he need to work on right now? What does he need to know to what patterns need to be broken? And all of a sudden, they will start opening it all up and showing me, oh my goodness, this is much bigger than I would have ever thought. Because we can't get inside of someone else's heads where even if you're psychically able to, that is not the right thing to do in my opinion. So even though I can, I don't read other people's minds unless they say you're allowed to. Um, so you can't really get into somebody else's minds or get into their emotions and know exactly how they feel about something. So even though he and I might have talked about it here and there, I, because I don't have that issue as much as he does, I would have never expected it. I would have never thought that. But we were able to... See how that has played out in multiple times, multiple lives. 
and then get a remedy. How does he how does he break this pattern? And usually it starts with awareness in the first place. Most change, most breaking the chain, breaking patterns, any of it. Most growth and change springs from awareness. So we were able to now formulate, okay, you got to work through that or it's to your own detriment again. <coughs> so for me to really explain what the records is, it's hard because, it, like I said, it's all going to look different to other people. You're going to talk to a lot of different practitioners or hear different things. Just know that it is a realm that some people can access that contains all knowledge. And if there's things in your life that you just can't understand why they've happened, how to change them, what to do about them. Who is this person to me really? That's what the records are there for. And to know and get some idea as to what do I do next? How do I live my best possible self? That's what the records can offer. So I know I was all over the place a little bit. Like I said, I apologize for that. I'm actually getting very tired right now. Um, I'm hoping that this can help, though. At least understanding that the life you're living right now is really just trying to balance your karma from past lives. And if we can balance that karma releasing so many blockers from living our purpose, living in our love, living our flame, getting our frequencies up. If we can do that, I can't even imagine how great the next round is going to be. So look into past lives, as many of you most likely have. Look into really understanding karma. And the Akashic Records is there for you to access. And if you're not ready for that yet, continue to listen to Stars of the Morning Light. Build your meditation skills. And reach out. I'm not saying you have to reach out to me, but reach out to somebody experience what they can do for you getting the the real knowledge of who you are and all that you can be so to end with mr rogers again i must be an emotional archaeologist 
because I keep looking for the roots of things, particularly the roots of behavior and why I feel certain ways about certain things. Once again, the Akashic Records can answer all that. The Akashic Records are the roots. They are the roots. Edgar Casey was able to tell people how to heal themselves. Other practitioners focus on many things. But the answers are there. The roots as to why you feel certain ways about certain things is held in the Akashic Records. So I hope that brought a little bit of clarity. Um, visit starsofthemorninglight.com. Um, you'll see all of the podcasts and services there. And I will say, um, if you have not done the root chakra cleansing yet meditation, I strongly suggest so. I hope you all have a lovely weekend and thank you for being patient with me. Have a lovely weekend, beautiful people. Namaste.